Welcome officially to a new season of What They Aren't Telling You. Uh, The first couple episodes I already posted were audio clips from live videos I did either on Facebook or Instagram, and they included some details on nervous system dysregulation, what that looks like, and some tips that I have for dealing with them because it's what I've been experiencing the last nine months. So some of what I want to get into in this season is going to include interviews with people who work with mind-body connection, people who work with nervous system dysregulation and healing. Because so many people are in a situation where they're out of balance right now. So I felt that this was kind of pertinent information that could really help. In addition, there will be some other things that are sprinkled in here. Um, Interviews, solo episodes, and discussion on what's going on in the world as well. But how can we even engage and interact with the world and handle the stresses that that is giving to us if we are not regulated in our bodies and maybe by knowing so much, being involved so much, it is tipping people over the scale in a way that is causing health issues. So this first episode for an interview is going to be with um, Dr. Brett Jones from Tucson, Arizona. That's not where he's originally from, but that's where he practices right now with the Source Chiropractic. I'm going to be putting um, some links in the episode information so you can contact him. This is audio recorded from a live um, kind of broadcast that I did because I was having issues with my recorder. From this point on, everything should work fine, but I didn't want to lose the value of this content. I actually recorded another episode with him originally, and uh, it had some great information, and that file got corrupted, which is what led to going out there and uh, dealing with some healing specifically, and also recording again. So I apologize that the audio is not at the usual level um, that you're used to hearing on this, but there is a lot he has to say that I think is super valuable. I'm in the process of trying to recover that other um, episode and and I will try to recap or put some of that wisdom that he shared there so that doesn't get lost either. And I have several episodes coming up with other people who are really into this field and can maybe give you guys tips to help you as well because I know I'm not the only one struggling out there. Um, Anyway, so enjoy this episode with Dr. Brett Jones from The Source Chiropractic. quickly because we don't have um, a lot of time due to some technical difficulties on my end here. Um, But I want to continue this interview that we started with uh, Dr. Brett um, last week that actually brought me out here to Tucson. So what we're going to do is record the audio, hopefully find a way for it to save so I can put this back on Apple. And then you guys will see this live. And if not, we'll save this video so that we'll definitely still have the interview. For those of you who don't know, this is Dr. Brett Jones, and I'm here in Tucson, Arizona, where he is as well. And I started following him on Instagram not that long ago, actually. I was sort of led to his page um, with some some content that really was all about healing and about the healing journey. And um, I'll get more into why I came out here in a separate thing. This is going to be sort of all about him and his story and... Uh, what he does and uh, what brought him here. So I'll kind of get into this now. If you want to maybe give 
an idea of sort of where you came from. And I know you went through this already, so this is like a repeat. Um, but if you want to give an idea of kind of where you started, what got you here to this place and why you're so interested in healing others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll give you the quick, the quick and the beautiful. <laughs> um, I think like most, um, we reach a, a point in our journey where we we feel a lot of what's what's missing, you know, and um, a lot of creation comes from a void. You know, really all of creation comes from a womb, you know, in a dark place. And, you know, my personal journey uh, really started to have a lot of impact, I believe, with the loss of my brother in 1999. And it was actually his, you know, his anniversary of his death. That uh, was yesterday. And um, from that, you know, there was a lot that happened. You know, there was the, the loss in faith. There was uh, my dad lost his job. My parents split. My mom became very depressed and suicidal and eventually left, you know, and she had been a stay-at-home mom all my life. And um, in that, you know, obviously a lot of pain and a lot of suffering and a lot of trauma. And I got to see... Uh, what the medical side did on for all that, you know, and um, to me, what I what I continued to discover was a lot of the Western medicine answer is to to numb, um, to to give you pharmaceutical products either through injections or pills or surgery that never really answer the question of why am I experiencing what I'm experiencing. Instead, you get diagnosed, you know, based on a symptom. And then based on that symptom, they give you things to treat the symptom. And I, I lived that. I got to see my dad live that. You know, my dad um, was fired from the highway patrol uh, after an accident because they said it took too much time off. And he ended up having a back surgery before I had the chance to go to chiropractic school. And that back surgery was a failed back surgery. And he ends up on seven different medications. And he's no longer my dad, you know. And I got to hear that in his voice when I would talk to him on the phone. When I was playing football in Colorado at the time. And then in my own process, you know, of, of going through multiple injuries, um, playing collegiate football and being offered, you know, Vicodin and alcohol and, and drugs. And um, I found that that just further disconnected me from who I am. Uh, it further disconnected my family from who they are. And I got to see friends, you know, some of them that um, ended up overdosing and um, just the, the complete sickness of that system. And uh, it took it took really going deep into it and experiencing a lot of trauma myself and witnessing a lot of trauma before I had to ask the question and really come to an understanding that this isn't working. And when did we start to lose connection to our ability to heal and realizing that healing is not even a part of the equation in the Western medical approach. And that's why I feel like it's, it's so interesting that even to say, you know, what does it mean to heal? That's so foreign to people because it's no longer about healing. It's about symptom management and ideally for life. And that is the, the, the Western medicine product is we'll keep offering you these things. And how long am I supposed to take them? Well, you just keep taking them. Um, and that's not health. And so, um, I feel like in a lot of that, that pain, that sacrifice and the suffering um, became some some deep internal questions that led to, you know, uh, a change. And I would say, you know, it all kind of came to a head where I did have a near-death experience. You know, I was 
22, living in Santa Barbara, um, finishing up some prerequisites for chiropractic school. I decided that's what I wanted to do. And even in that journey, even though I'd made that commitment, I didn't really know what it was. Um, and I went out one night, you know, I had, um, my friend had some psychotropic drugs that he had stolen from his mom. And so we had Klonopin and Xanax and went out and had, you know, 20 plus drinks at a fraternity party and had some Vicodin as well. I think when I came home and I'm laying in bed and at, you know, three in the morning and I feel my heart stop and I'm just like, man, this ain't it, this ain't it. And so, you know, the pain of my loss, the pain of my mom leaving, the pain of, you know, seeing my dad going through what he's going through and. What I found was like, I just didn't want to feel anything. And I think that's a lot of humanity. That's a lot of society is that we continually will move away from that, which we need to move into. We'll feel away from that, which we need to feel into. We'll heal away from that, which we need to heal into. And this has really been indoctrinated, you know, really from our childhood is I have a symptom. I take this mm. right. Instead of trying to understand why the symptom is there. And so the, the biggest discovery that I've made in healing is one, healing is revealing our wholeness. And two, healing is revealing the lesson beyond the pain and the symptom. And in order to do that, we have to stop looking at our pain and the symptoms as the enemy. They're not. They're messengers, right? And they're messengers to, to inform us of what we need to feel into. And by doing so, they're there for a reason. And until we address the why they're showing up and learn the lesson, they'll continue to repeat. Learning the lesson is what flips the energy, that energetic cycle of that we keep attracting it. And that's why a lot of people will stay cyclical in their patterns of sickness. They'll stay cyclical in their patterns of relationship. They'll stay cyclical in their patterns of disease. They'll stay cyclical in their patterns of symptoms. If it's staying cyclical, you're stuck. And you mean literally people are in the same pattern over and over. They find themselves doing the same thing over and over. Over and over and over. And usually the symptoms intensifying. And why are they intensifying? Well, because you didn't get the lesson, right? And so most lessons start as a whisper until they become a roar because they're really trying to get your attention. And um, like I said, in order to heal, we need to understand. In order to understand, you need to be able to ask, why is this here? because it's all there for a reason. And when you start to ask why, that creates the space for you to discover, again, the, the, the lesson to, to why you're experiencing what you're experiencing. And from there, that's where we heal, that's where we grow, and that's where we evolve. And so you went into, so your life basically took you through your childhood, um, sports, as you mentioned, the family trauma that happened with your brother, coming out of that, and your own pain and suffering, which you really hadn't dealt with completely by that time, but something in you said, I want to be a chiropractor. Like I, this seems like a path I want to go down. Mm -hmm. And that is a path of healing also, but different than the path you ended up taking as a chiropractor, which I think is really important. And, um, Brett talks about this. Uh, he'll hopefully post some of this, um, these discussions that we had yesterday at his office with his other chiropractors that he is has trained and is building for his practice, um, Source Chiropractic. And the idea of a chiropractor is really general. It's really like, oh, there are so many. What makes somebody different? But where Brett went is he took it in a different direction. So that path took him into chiropractic as a 
maybe initially traditionally, like not really knowing where it was going to take you, but it totally morphed into something completely different and so much more powerful, something I hope that becomes like a new standard um, for chiropractic care, which is really whole, whole body care. So explain a little bit about you get into regular chiropractic treatment. When was the moment that you kind of said, like you were saying, there's this ain't it. Like th- there's more to this than what we are given and what we are trained for that allows for deeper healing for clients and for everyone. When did you know that? So um, I decided I want to be a chiropractor. I believe it was like my junior year in college. And I was studying exercise science and sports management at the time. And so um, really into kinesiology, really into performance in the human body, obviously as an athlete. And I continued to discover that the more that I, I learned, the more I didn't know. And so I knew I wanted to go into higher education. And so I started to survey, you know, some of what that could be, you know, whether that was a doctor of osteopathy, a doctor of physical therapy, an occupational therapist, a medical doctor, um, and a chiropractor were kind of my top ones. And then after surveying the field, what, what seemed the most interesting and had the most intrigue and the most interaction was chiropractic because um, I like the idea of hands-on healing. I like the idea of being, you know, still athletic um, and being able to move around the table and, and really help people that way. What I didn't know at that time was chiropractic got a philosophy. And so as I'm now touring chiropractic schools, I end up at Life Chiropractic College West, which is in the, the Bay Area in California. And while I'm there, I meet a student at the time, Ben Glass, now Dr. Ben Glass at the Shift Chiropractic. And he had just ordered 20 of these books because he read it and he felt like everybody needed to read it. And it was a book called Chiropractic Revealed. And in that book was an interview with 20 different chiropractic philosophers. And um, it was all new to me. That's not why I was interested in chiropractic in the beginning. And I got a book from Ben and I'm reading it on my way home. And as I'm reading on my way home, I just have this epiphany. I'm reading uh, from this, this doctor, Pasquale Sarasoli, who was a practicing doctor until he was 97 years old in Brooklyn, New York. And he basically went on to say that um, it's really due to our spiritual disconnection that we experience our suffering, our sickness and disease. And for whatever reason, the way that it was said at that time hit me. Because, you know, I had put so much in my physical being, you know, obviously being a collegiate athlete. And I remember going, you know, to, to Adam State on a, on a full ride and I'm, I'm faster than I've ever been. I'm stronger than I've ever been. I'm bigger than I've ever been, but I'm so unwell. Mm-hmm. And I had, you know, cyclical depression like my mom. Um, again, I was, I was medicating uh, for comfort and really just to not feel and uh, it's probably some of the darkest times of my life. And, you know, from the loss of my brother, that was kind of the loss of religion. That's when I started, you know, really rejecting God. You know, how could you let somebody die so young in the way that he died and his girlfriend passed away in that car accident as well. And so um, from there, something clicked for me and I got really inspired to dive into chiropractic philosophy. And as I dive in, I, I learned that chiropractic has a set of principles that it's based on and uh number one is major premise which is a universal intelligence is in all things and continually gives to it all of its actions and properties thus maintaining it in existence and so it goes on to say that that universal wisdom which you may call god creator spirit you know whatever feels good to you um is within us as our innate intelligence our innate wisdom and as i learned that i realized that you know the god that i had been mad at for a long time was also within me 
and uh, a lot of the stuff that had happened uh, was for me and in order to heal i needed to move into it i needed to actually look myself in the mirror and be like you're you're the center of a lot of your problems mm. and that you know led me to to move into a lot of spaces even even more you know uncomfortability but in that was the healing because i actually started addressing where you know i had character flaws you know and where i had stored a lot of this trauma and this pain and the behaviors that um, were created because of that the protection mechanisms that were created because of that and whether or not they were serving me still mm-hmm. and i remember uh, you know i hadn't cried uh, since my brother had passed for like nine years and um i uh competed in this uh, toastmasters thing and i got your first speech is the icebreaker and it's a five-minute talk and you have to talk about your life. And I remember like preparing for that. And I was like, there's no way I can do this icebreaker without talking about my brother. And, you know, so that was like a, an opportunity for me, a challenge for me of, okay, you're saying you want to heal. Well, are you willing to heal this? Because it's painful. Mm-hmm. And um, I talked about it. And when I talked about it, that full five minutes, I think I was barely able to talk and just so many tears and trying to catch my breath and... Um, and what was very interesting, cause I'm like, I, I barely got out the things that I wanted to say, but I remember so many people came up to me as like, that was the most powerful talk I've ever been to. Thank you for feeling for us. Because it was real. Cause it was real, it was raw and it was in the moment, you know? And I think that's what people want. People want to be present. People want to feel you. Um, and so, yeah, I, I believe that became a catalyst. And then as I dove deeper into chiropractic philosophy, I dove deeper into chiropractic history. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people don't know this, but chiropractic was designed to unite the physical to the spiritual. So the, the founder, Dee Palmer, was a spiritualist. And before he uh, founded chiropractic, he was a magnetic healer. And so that means like hands off the body healing, you know, and really working with the the energy body. And um, in the early 1900s, chiropractic was helping the sickest of the sick, meaning that you went to the medical doctor, you didn't get well, you went to, you know, all of these other things and you didn't get well. Then you went to the quack chiropractor. Like everything else isn't working. It's not working. So then you'd go to the chiropractor. But the thing was, then chiropractic got people well. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and so, you know, what was going in? You freaking name it. Mm-hmm. Every disease process, cancer, tumors, it didn't matter what it was. People were going to the chiropractor mm-hmm. and they were connecting to this principle. And the principle is that the body doesn't need any help. It just needs to remove the interference. That you have this innate intelligence that knows how to heal. So we're not here to manipulate you. We're not here to control you. We're here to free you. Mm-hmm. Create the space so you can heal yourself. And we do that through the nervous system. So a lot of people think that we're like back doctors or neck doctors or spine doctors. We're not. We use the spine as a lever to alter the tone of your nervous system so that you can feel exactly what you need to feel so you can heal. And um, the big disconnect then was reading about this history, reading about the power of chiropractic, understanding the principles, and then being at a school, at the clinic, that was not demonstrating that. Because when I went into the clinic, again, what was there? Neck, neck pain, back pain, headaches. And I'm like, this ain't it. So I'm like, where's the, where's, so where's, where's, where's the void? You know, where's, where's um, the interference in this expression of this beautiful philosophy? And uh, what I found was the art. Because we were understanding philosophy, we were getting philosophy in the school, and we were getting science, but chiropractic is also an art. And when I looked at the way the adjustments were being delivered, I'm like, that's not it. Mm -hmm. 
And so uh, I started a training program for that. And so my whole life had been an athlete and in chiropractic school, a lot of people don't know this, they don't really train the adjustment. Uh, what they do is they, it's big posology, meaning that you set up for an adjustment and say what you would do, but you don't actually train the motor patterns to do it. And I'm like that, the no wonder people are struggling making these adjustments. Mm. And so I do that. Um, and then I start this underground group. We start training. And then um, I end up graduating. By the time I graduated, I trained um, over a third of the school. And so at the time, uh, I think it was about 300 people. I trained, well, I guess about a fourth of the school, 85 students or something like that. And we had the largest club on campus. And I, I leave and I'm like, well, I don't know if it was just because of me or is it actually because of the training? And believe it or not, when I left, the club grew. And I was like, okay, there's something here to the training. And so that launched, um, well, how do we get this to other places? And so we started Kairos Training Culture Training Camps. And so we started doing these weekend immersions all over the country and then all over the world. And as the work uh, continued to develop and evolve, what we were really creating is better humans. Um, and we did that through breath work. We did that through meditation. We did that for, through transformative experiences. And then what we realized is that that created a, a deeper ability to connect with a different level of awareness. And so now it wasn't just about the art in, in delivering adjustments for biomechanical problems. Right. It was like, no, can you be sensitive and present and aware enough to pick up the cause of why there are these biomechanical disturbances? So I want to pause there for a second, just because, um, so a lot of people that follow me, a lot of you guys watching and the ones that are going to listen to this are in the holistic community. They are believers in the fact that going with the traditional Western model of quote healing or medicine, um, has either had dire consequences for you and your family, or it has not worked for you. And you have this belief in this innate ability for the body to be able to heal and this intelligence that is there. A lot of chiropractors are in the same community. And it's, it's interesting to me because when we had our first discussion about the philosophy, uh, of the initiation of, of chiropractic care with uh, the philosophy of it being a mind-body connection, that was news to me even because I also kind of saw chiropractic care the way that most people do. Um, but to know that there was that spiritual component, that mind, body, emotional component in its origin, at least in the inception of what the goal was, the intention for it, uh, was really interesting. And, um, I think that a lot of people that are watching and listening, they believe in this, right. And, um, and they've seen chiropractic care, but not like this. And so I find this really interesting because as people know, with my situation this year, that's been so challenging, I have been following and coming across a lot of people talking about mind body connection. And I'm thinking like, I've been in personal training. I've been in holistic care. I've been in this for so long. And how did this escape me? Like, how was it that I never knew about this idea of trapped emotions and stress and trauma and how it shows up in the body and how, when you're seeking treatment, you're not seeking treatment to fix the physical problem. It should be integrating all of the aspects of the body, like you said, to return back to the state of wholeness, which is your natural state, mm -hmm. the state you're supposed to be in. So it's not fixing the problem. It's like you say, removing the block to get you back to the place where that problem doesn't exist because we're not meant to have that. We're meant to be in this perfect state of balance. Mm -hmm. So knowing that this community is right in alignment with this philosophy as far as you know in a conceptual way but not necessarily in practice i see that that tends to be what right. we're dealing with exactly now. that's the, that's the biggest thing that's happened is right as I, I do believe that there are a great amount of chiropractors that are vitalistic 
and principled, meaning that they do have an understanding of this greater consciousness of what is chiropractic. What is missing is what does that look like in practice? And what's the application of that? Um, Because uh, the application requires a certain type of intake. It requires a certain style of exam. It requires a certain style of report. It requires a certain style of conversation um, and how we hold space for our people. And so what we tell people, you know, what you're entering is a healing center. And when we say healing center, we mean it, Um, meaning that we will hold space for you to discover what is the mental emotional, spiritual cause of the potential of your physical problems. You know, from my years in practice, what I've discovered is about 80 to 90% of what we experience in our physical body is due to mental, emotional cause and stress. And then 100% is energy. Mm-hmm. We are energy. We're all sourced in energy. And a lot of people don't take the time to feel it. But we live in a law of vibration and tone. And that vibration and tone, again, can be um, also called energy. But every single emotion that we feel has a tone. Um, certain stress has a tone. There's a tone to a, a sympathetic revved up system. There's a tone to a parasympathetic relaxed and easeful and healing system. Um, there's a tone of certain disease processes. There's a tone of viruses. There's a tone of pathogens. There's a tone of you name it. They all have a vibration. And for those that want to study, look into the world of cymatics. Look in the world of sonocytology. You know, there's, there's a reason that, um, you know, back in the day, uh, for those that have studied it, there was a guy, a doctor last name, Rife, right, who found the cure of cancer, and it was through frequency, right? And he was, he was murdered. Um, and what he, what he was studying, again, is like when you look at something under a microscope, right? So for even us to give a certain virus a name, what you're seeing is a pattern. That pattern is a vibration, and so you can see this on cymatic sound plates, right? And so what they'll do is they'll take a sound plate, they'll pour sound sound on it, and then they'll change the frequency. Based on the frequency, the sand organizes into a different pattern. So what you're seeing is a frequency, which is a tone. So then what you need to know is then what is the countertone to healing? This is a tone of sickness, mm-hmm. right? And then what's the tone of healing? And so a lot of the work that we do is like, say, I got somebody that's coming in and, you know, a lot of what they're experiencing, you know, so for instance, one um, stress, anxiety, control often resides in the jaw. So yeah, sure, it can create TMJ issues. Well, if that's what's creating it, sure, I can adjust it. I can make it biomechanically more sound, right? But why is it starting to tense again? Mm -hmm. And that's going to be a pattern until you understand, oh my gosh, every time I'm feeling stressed out and have a fear of the future, I clench my jaw. And when I clench my jaw for too long, this becomes a physical pain and problem. Well, the problem is not the clenching. The problem is why you're clenching. And then can you relax into it at the smallest you know, little taste of it? Like, oh, what's a different mechanism for me here? Oh, what if I breathe? Or what if I go move my body? Or what if I, how do I get that anxiety, stress, tension, whatever, to move through my body? But in order to do that, I need to be able to feel it and be sensitive to it, where the majority of society doesn't want to feel anything. And so that's the problem. We've gone too much into our heads, right? And this is really being amplified with the increase in technology because it's creating a lot of counter waves and like, again, an excess of information and people are overwhelmed and then they're going wide instead of going deep, Mm. right? And so they're looking for all these answers, you included, searching (laughs) all these different ways. And I'll say this, I did notice this. I'm going to mention this. Uh Um, hmm. (laughs) You know, I got tagged in some things and I, I read some of the comments. Everybody wants to give you recommendations, 
And um, one, if you're not asking for advice, then don't, then you got to set boundaries for people giving you advice, right? Um, because what that can do is create more chaos, mm. right? So you're, you're, you're feeling into, this is what I need to focus on. This is what I want to heal. But then, oh, here's another recommendation or here's another suggestion or, oh, I just got shown this video or I just got shown this book. And before I had the opportunity to learn the lesson and go deep into what was needed, I went to something else. And so what's happening is your focus is being challenged. And when your focus is challenged, you can't heal. Because it's being split. It's being split and fragmented in so many different directions. And like the, the, the visual I like to give for that is like an incandescent light bulb versus a laser. You want to have laser focus, which is a singularity of light versus it being spread out in so many freaking directions. And that's what creates scatter. That's what creates chaos. That's what creates sympathetic tone. And so we need to be able to block out, even when people are trying to be quote unquote helpful, mm. they can be creating disturbances and chaos in your field. And so it's really important to have really strong boundaries for this is what I'm working on. This is where I'm receiving the insight. And ultimately the goal is to get to a point where you can feel what you need mm. instead of starting to think what you need again too many people have gotten stuck in their head and try to logic their way um, through everything but they forget that the brain the educated mind is very 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 limited where your heart will open you up to a greater source of intelligence that includes the inner faculties of insight intuition and instinct which are much more powerful, connected to a, lar a larger field of intelligence. Um, and in order to do that, we have to sometimes limit, right, how much information is coming in and where it's coming in from. Well, and I'll say too, like, again, a lot of people following me are medical freedom advocates. These are people who over the last several years have had to do really deep dives research-wise, data-wise, right, like very informationally focused on um, things to either help their child that was maybe hurt or their family or to find out rights or laws in their, and, and, and then the pandemic and everything that happened, like you find yourself getting so sucked into just information overload um, and, and you think you're doing it to protect yourself and, and to prevent you know, problems in the future, but it does become overwhelming. And where is that going to go? Eventually it has to go somewhere um, when you stores have- Stores in the body. Yeah, the stress of that. And so one of the things I thought was really interesting that you brought up that I'm really interested in is this discussion on masculine and feminine and this really highlights what what you're talking about now because um, what Brett was you know discussing with me over these last couple of days is is how being in the head so if you're one of these like fact people data people especially in this argument for medical freedom because if you don't have your data people want to destroy your argument so you feel the need to be even more so oh yeah but here's the facts and oh yeah here's the study and that puts according to Brett it puts you into this place of just this masculine dominance where you're relying solely on your cognitive ability to figure it out to find these solutions and to move forward in life in this linear path and um, what he's been talking about with me because I'm so ultra guilty of this is um, is taking yourself out of that especially when you've had mysterious health issues or you're suffering through something you're trying to figure it out we do this logically and we think we're trying to help ourselves that way but I want to hear a little more about um, maybe even where you first got into this concept of masculine mm -hmm. feminine and how it shows up in the ability to heal. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a few things coming in. One is there's three ways to know K N O W. Right. And I think what people really want is a sense of confidence, 
right? A sense of certainty. And so you're saying, when I want to communicate, you're really wanting to communicate from a place of knowing. One of the paths to know is through knowledge, right? It is through education, right? And so this is going to be more your facts, more your data-driven stuff, right? That's just one of the ways. Another way is through experience, right? So I've experienced this. And because I've experienced this, it gives me the confidence and the certainty and the knowing that I need to communicate from, again, a place of clarity and certainty. Another one is faith, and so I do want to bring this in because too many have tried to do things on their self and they're wondering why they feel blown out. Um, your body is intelligent, more intelligent than any collection of scientists, uh, doctors uh, around the world, right? Uh, you take, you take the, the smartest you know, Ivy League, whatever doctors, um, they can't run one cell of your body, okay? And you got 70 trillion. And so what we really need to do is, is soften and surrender to the intelligence that is within us. That's part of it all. And that's giving more credit to God, the creator, which, which you are part of. Um, another piece, you know, in regards to the feminine masculine, I go really deep into that in uh, healing codes. And so I do want to be able to talk a little bit about healing codes and what that offering is. Um, but, you know, a quick of it is... Um, we, no matter what parts you have, right? Because there's a difference between gender, mm -hmm. what you would say is male and female. I'm not talking about gender. I'm talking about an energy mm -hmm. of feminine and masculine. So no matter what parts you have, no matter what gender you are, you have both energies, feminine and masculine. Um, the feminine brain is more right side brain, and which means more left side body. The masculine brain is more left side brain, which is more right side body. The masculine works linearly. It seeks to control. It is a push energy. It's a drive energy, right? Whereas the feminine um, is more cyclical in thought. It's more creative. Um, it pulls instead of pushes and things are not linear. And both of those energies are necessary for us to be in our power. And so as much as we love to give and do, we also need to receive and be. And that is, you know, the union that creates a power. And I, I go into this, I think, for 20 plus minutes of all the different scenarios in the program Healing Codes as I'm going through healing principles. Um, one of the reasons healing always escapes us is because we don't take the time to actually ask the right questions about what it means to heal. And so, you know, what I've done and what I've created is a whole program where there's over four hours on the different healing principles and the things that are necessary for you to go through a healing process. And then another four hours on natural health principles. And so we have the foundations of movement, nourishment, recuperation, and a positive mental attitude. And we also have the elements, which is water, earth, fire, and air, uh, which are all part of you because you are nature, right? We're not born into this world. We're born out of it. And we got to learn to honor it. And People make it way more complicated than it needs to be. It's not complicated, right? The ego loves complexity. The soul loves simplicity. That came from my mentor, Dr. Marvin Talsky. And um, I would say that there's a lot of people out there trying to confuse you, right? Uh, especially Western medicine. 
Uh, they confuse you to keep you dumb and keep you sick, right? Instead of empower you. And in empower you, gotta, we got to teach you. And that's the core root of the word doctor, right? Doceri, which is a Latin root that means to teach. And so we are here to teach and to empower. And that's going to be, you know, if you will, the revolution in healthcare is doctors that actually properly teach really simple principles that if the world lived by, we would be so much better off. And so for those of you that are interested in wanting to go deep, I invite you to join me in Healing Codes. It's both an online program and a coaching group. Uh, it's right now it's limited to 300 people only. Um, there's a lot of benefits that you get by joining that program. Not only do you get that program, but you also get uh, access to my 12-week program called Move, Breathe, Meditate. And Move, Breathe, Meditate is, again, a way to continually reconnect to creator, reconnect to yourself, to feel into what you actually need, right? When we're having feelings that are displeasurable, often our needs are not being met. When we're having feelings that are more pleasurable and favorable, our needs are being met. And so in order to know what your needs are, you have to be able to feel. And I think one of the best ways to do that as a daily practice is to be in a movement, breath work, and meditation practice. And when you can do that, especially in the beginning of your day, it sets the tone for what am I wanting to actually experience this day? Most people are going through life being manipulated and being pushed and pulled in different directions based on shit they're seeing online and social media and on the internet and the news. And then like, oh, what did I do today? Uh, was that what I wanted? Was that what I needed? No, it's what all these other things influenced me to do. And by the way, all those social media systems are designed to influence you to stay on their programs and to click certain things. And uh, believe it or not, as much as you think it's coming from you, it's usually not, especially if you don't know what your needs are. And so the Move, Breathe, Meditate program is included. Also, Health Freedom Academy is included. And I said uh, an annual uh, one-year coaching group once a week. Uh, so I'd love to have people, you know, that are, are willing to really embrace that and then also empower others. Others. And so part of by joining that group of being part of that initial 300 is the ability then to bring others into the program and resell the program as an, as an affiliate. And so it's something that I'm really passionate about. It's something that people need to have a much greater understanding of if we are truly to heal and move into a greater level of consciousness. Right now, we have a lot of sick and traumatized people out there doing a lot of damage. And so if we want to live in a better world, we just start with healing ourselves. And so I hope that uh, we can all do that together. Yeah, and I signed up for that program too. So I haven't actually gone into all of the uh, information in it yet, but looking forward to that because um, because of the philosophy, learning more about the the way that you heal through the whole body. And again, I'm, it's like I'm hearing this message lots of different places. Um, but what's really nice is having something you can put it into application like and and to see like coming in for an adjustment so over the past couple of days being able to go into the office and coming in for an adjustment um it's crazy because you had mentioned people get emotional during these adjustments and they get emotional because energy is being shifting uh, is being shifted and they are being transformed it's not about back pain or neck pain or your temporary fix until next week it is about um, having some kind of actual flow change within you so that you're not in a state of pain. And um, this has been really fascinating to me to look into. And obviously, and I'll talk a lot more about um, my experience after the fact. What would you say, and I didn't ask you this on our last one, but what would you say would be your piece of advice that you would give? Um, I'll, I'll do two of them. One, there's been a lot of people with mysterious health issues over the last couple of years. And we're talking about knowledgeable, educated people 
who have mysterious, unexplicable, inexplicable, unexplained symptoms, and they can't seem to understand where it's coming from, what to do with it. And it's really terrifying for a lot of people. So for people that have mysterious symptoms, I'd say that's probably the first indicator of it not being physical. Um, when it's mysterious like that, there isn't like this obvious cause. You didn't have a knee injury and that's why you have knee pain, right? So for people that are dealing with this um, confusion about health, um, I, I want to know what you think about what would be a good starting place for them to go. And then a second side of this is just general advice for health conscious people. What would be the thing you suggest them getting connected to uh, to better their lives? Yeah, so the first thing that comes in is to stop searching mm. and to start feeling. So many, when they're having something happen, right, that they don't understand, they go looking outside of themselves for all of the answers instead of really feeling into yourself for the answers. I believe that we are all born geniuses. Right, and sometimes life has a way of degeniusing us. That's a that's a Buckminster Fuller quote there, and so um, all of the wisdom and the intelligence and the beauty and the grace that you're looking for is within you, um, but you have to get still and you need to feel. And the second piece to that then would be, sometimes it goes beyond your capacity to feel. And that's the beauty of being human is that one of our largest needs is for a need of community and healing typically does happen in a community. And that's why we set up the source the way that we set it up. And so sometimes you do need a guide. Sometimes you do need a facilitator. And now you need to feel into who is the right guide for me right now. Who is the right guide or facilitator for me right now? You know, so our mission, you know, with the source is to continue to expand that in a good way to have more offerings from what we're offering. And I know that there are others out there too. Um, and so, and with the, when you're looking, right, or, or feeling into who that might be, you need to have some level of understanding of what your needs are, right? And I do, I do feel like it should come from yourself. I feel I need this in a guide. So now when I'm looking, right, and I'm discovering, oh, that that meets my needs. But a lot of times what happens, people don't even understand what their needs are. They just think they just think about their symptoms. Okay, who works with these symptoms? Eh, you're gonna miss the boat. You need to feel into, okay, I'm having these symptoms. I'm unable to see or feel this right now. So what is it that I need? I need this, this, and this from a person. So I believe that you had some level of that when you came out here, right? There was something about me that you felt, you know, could address some of the needs that you have. You know, even last night, it was like, yeah, I mean, there was something to your energy that I knew that I needed to be around. I needed to learn. And so, you know, my prayer for you is that you deepen in this work. Right? You continue to deepen in this and that we don't continue to search outside of ourselves and be overwhelmed by all of these suggestions and advice and books and podcasts and da 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 Just go deeper. Go deeper. Right? I think all of us just need to go deeper and stay focused and, and have some good boundaries for our focus. And, um, and by doing so, we increase so much beauty in this world when the focus is strong and the boundaries are good. I love it. Well, I know he is on the way to go do some healing at his office. And so we'll stop it there for now. But what I'm going to do is give you guys connection um, to him by 
putting all the links and references and stuff. Um, I will post that kind of stuff separately so that you can have that. We'll save this video so that you can have comments under this video that we can discuss this more and we'll continue this conversation because it's obviously a big one and uh, one that I think is really important for everybody. So thank you so much for your time again um, and sharing. And, and there was, I will even recap for you some of the other stuff we talked about before uh, because there was so much great wisdom in that as well. And I feel like we could just go on for days because this is such a, there's so much here. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I appreciate you in so many different ways. And thank you guys for tuning in. And, uh, and I'll check back with you with more information.